recording. And we are live. Welcome to episode 21 of Cheap Seats, the number one sports podcast produced by the WDBC Dragon Broadcasting Program. I got two people with me today, Dawson Wolf and Jackson Bellinger. Hello. It's been Hello. a while. It's been a while since we've had you on, Dawson. That's for sure. I think the last one was like before golf season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull, I'm pulling up talking points right now, but I know one of the things I wanted to talk about happened in the NFL this past Sunday. Julio Jones getting traded to the um Tennessee Tennessee Titans. What are y'all's thoughts about that? Um, it's it's just a. I mean, they just became a lot more powerful offense because they used to rely like heavily, heavily on Derrick Henry. But now that takes pressure off Henry. And also you have A.J. Brown on the team, too. So, I mean, two great wideouts and league's best runner. Yeah, um, definitely. One of the most interesting things that's going to be that I'm going to be excited to see is I'm pulling up the stats right now. Ryan Tannehill had 2,742 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and six interceptions. That was two years ago. I'm not able to find his stats from last year. I'm going on the NFL.com right now. Okay, here we go. He had a percentage completion percentage at 65.5, 3,819 yards, uh, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And so you mentioned it, his number one wide receiver last year was A.J. Brown. That's just adding that deep threat for Tannehill. The thing that's going to be most interesting for me is how they incorporate Derrick Henry and how they incorporate that run-to-pass offense. Because we know Tennessee's identity last year was that run. Henry rushed for over, I believe it was like two or 3,000 yards last year. I think it was 2,000 yards he rushed uh-huh. over. So it's just going to be interesting to see that balance and how teams are going to be able to defend Tennessee if they get that passing game going. Because we saw it against Buffalo last year. Tennessee threw all over Buffalo's defense. They put up, I think, 40-some-odd points. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Well, you got one receiver isn't going to make the difference. I mean, they're just trying to build the outside from just – relying on the running game because so many teams are starting to figure him out because most of their offense is generated by Derrick Henry. And yeah. once team starts to, you know, there's a couple teams that went in there like, oh, they're just going to run on the ground, which they do. Their game plan is get it on the ground and let's not go through the air because they didn't really have a couple of reliable receivers. But they're starting to build around Tannehill, starting to, you know – get a more firm offense going down there in Tennessee. But, yeah, it's a great pickup, but it's it's going to take time to switch the offense over to, you know, it's not going to – one receiver isn't going to make a whole world of a difference. I mean, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. It yeah. won't stretch overnight. Yeah, but something that is interesting to me about Tennessee, they really didn't have that deep ball threat. I guess you could say A.J. Brown was that deep ball threat. But, uh, sorry, Julio Jones last year had 16 receptions of over 20 20 yards or more. He had two of 40 yards or more. His longest reception was 44 yards. He averaged about 15.1 yards a catch. He had three touchdowns. So, 
Julio Jones is going to be more of that deep ball threat. And I really don't think that they're building the offense around Tannehill because you think about it, Tannehill's been in the league longer. He's not going to be their quarterback in 10 years. He's going to be that guy that might have three or four more years and they're going to have to go back out and get a replacement quarterback. So I get what you're saying about trying to build the offense up and getting a receiver core. I just don't think that they believe Tannehill is their future quarterback. If Tannehill, don't they have Marcus Mary? Oh, wait, no, he's on the Raiders. They Uh sent him to Oakland. But Tannehill, you got, you know, this is, you know, the NFL is a league where if you you keep yourself healthy, you can play – you know, 20 years. Look at Tom Brady, yeah. Tannehill's, Tannehill's not really that old. A lot of people think he's really old. He's not. He's like mid-30s. So you're, yeah. you, could get, you could get easily six or seven years out of him. That gives you time to build but How many good years is the thing, though? Well, they don't have to be good years, but they just have to be structural years where you could actually get something out of them. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, you know, you don't need – crap, you got a run game. You – you're fine on the run game, but and if Derrick Henry's going to be in Tennessee for a very long time, I don't see them Tennessee letting him walk in free agency unless he's requesting a ton of money. Plus, Tannehill took a little bit of a pay cut to have Julio Jones come in there. He did. So we were talking that, about that earlier. If do, if doesn't if that doesn't tell you anything, I think uh, I think Tannehill likes playing there. So if he's going to stick around, they're going to build. a a great program down there. Remember, Tannehill was really, I'm not going to say a nobody, but he wasn't as solid of a quarterback as he was in Miami. Well, but now he goes to, because there he goes was, to Tennessee. There was no talent in Miami. He goes to Tennessee. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got uh, Derrick Henry with him. And now he's got Julio Jones, which I really strongly believe Julio Jones can be the Tannehill what Stefan Diggs was to Josh Allen last year. He said, Deep ball threat. He's that guy that you can go to on third and five, third and six to pick up the first down, but you can also throw to him on first and second down and get those big yard receptions. Yeah. Moving on, I want to talk about the NFL's over under 100 days left. A little bit too early to start talking about MVP, but we're going to do it. Who do you think is going to win MVP this year? Um, I'll let Dossie, you go first. For NBA, NFL. Oh, I'm MVP already this early? Yes. Did I not just say it's a little too early? But we're gonna talk about it. God. Uh, I really think. Oh boy, I'm trying Probably. not to be biased. Okay. But I think Baker Mayfield. Baker, here we go. Baker Mayfield will surprise some people. Baker Mayfield, I could see, I could see that because Baker Mayfield took the steps to be an elite quarterback last year. It's just for me that consistency where he'd have a really good game, but then he'd kind of have a down game. He had two really exceptional games against Pittsburgh. That was Week 17 plus the wild card round. He played good against Can- Kansas City. It's just it's Kansas City for crying out loud. So I really think that Baker Mayfield, if he continues to progress, he could be a really good quarterback. I could totally see that. What do you say, mm-hmm. Jackson? Uh, I'm going to say either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, really. Okay. Because okay. Josh Allen had a great year towards the end of last year, and even in the playoffs, he did okay. But, I mean, 
if him and Stefan Diggs can keep going hard like they did last year, then yeah. they he could get the MVP and uh Patrick Mahomes, I mean he's always good, so like I don't see anything worried about that, but yeah. The biggest question mark for me about Patrick Mahomes is the offensive line. They let Eric Fisher go, but they did sign, or I believe they signed Orlando Brown. So it's just, who's going to be that guy to protect um, Patrick Mahomes? But I like what you brought up about Allen. He was, he was here his rookie year. He was here his second year. And then he was like up here his last year. But I really don't see him playing at that high of a level. I really think defenses are going to start to find out Brian Dabble's offense and they're going to be able to adjust to the gadget plays, to the plays that were really successful for them. Remember the play they had to score out of the touchdown? Um, I think it was Isaiah McKenzie threw the ball to Allen for the touchdown. And then you just, you talked about Stefan Diggs. I just don't see Stefan Diggs being as productive as he was for Allen last year. I still think the Bills are going to have a top 10 offense. But I just don't see them – I could see Allen winning MVP, don't get me wrong. I just think he kind of takes a step down and kind of comes off of cloud nine a little bit. Um, one name I want to toss out there is Aaron Rodgers, and it really depends for me who he's playing with. Is is Green Bay going to be able to mend their relationship with Rodgers, or is he going to retire? Is he going to be traded to somewhere like Denver? If he he's- stays with Green Bay, remember how good Green Bay's offense was last year. But if he goes to, like, Denver or someone like that, I don't know. I really think if he goes to Denver, if he gets traded, I really think the NFC North is up for grabs between the Bears and the Vikings. I think he's going to retire. I, I agree. I think he's going to pull, like, a Calvin Johnson. I don't see the Packers trading him at all. Yeah. Um, Packers definitely are not trading Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I guess it's really up to Aaron Rodgers if he's going to stay and play or if he's out of there and – yeah. I don't I mean no one knows what he's gonna do and yeah, I don't know. If you're the Packers, what do you do? If you're in Rodgers, what do you do? It's a tough situation right now. Yeah, something that was interesting for me was that he announced that he was not attending uh required mini camps with the Packers, which shows this is a side of Aaron Rodgers I don't think we've ever seen. But it's really what go ahead, Jackson. Okay, this is really a side of Rodgers that we've never seen, but it's also for good reason. Think about the players they've drafted the first couple years or the last couple years. They got Jordan Love. They got the cornerback out of – they got a cornerback in the first round this year. They're really not getting him skilled positions, but it's the Green Bay Packers offense. They got probably one of the best offenses. I think the best offense in the NFC is a toss-up between the Packers and the Buccaneers, so – it's really going to be interesting for me to see what Aaron Rodgers decides to do. Moving on, I want to get your predictions for um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Do you think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, or do you think it's going to be someone else? Starting for the Jags. Would you say, Dawson? Minshew's going to start the first couple of games. Okay. Okay. Why do you say that? Well, it's if you just look back at all the history of the rookie QBs coming into the league, they usually don't start their first couple games. You just don't throw a rookie out there. And the NFL is a whole different league than college. You just don't – you just got to get them comfortable. You just That's don't throw them out season. there. 
That's what preseason is for, though. Yeah, but is that really the real thing? Half of the players that even play in the regular season aren't even playing in the preseason. I I could see that, yeah. Plus, you're going at 100%, where a lot of players aren't going at 100% in preseason. Personally, I think there's going to be a quarterback battle. Between who? Minshew and Mayfield. Um, Not Mayfield, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence? Okay. Yeah. I'm saying for rookie of the year, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I believe in him. He impressed me a lot at Ohio State. Obviously, he impressed the Bears a lot. You think Justin Fields is going to win? Justin Fields. I don't. It's either going to be Lawrence. I could see it being Lawrence. And I think Lawrence is the obvious pick. No, I, I don't think. I don't think any of those are going to win rookie of the year. I really don't. It is going to be Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Okay. I don't. I'm trying to think who, who he went to. He went to um, Eagles. Eagles. Yes. I don't think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be a quarterback. I think no, it's, it's going to be a quarterback. Yeah, that's what everybody said about the Heisman, too. It's, it's going to hey, have you're, to be you're, a quarterback. You're correct. You're 100% correct. But you also see the production that he had at Alabama with Mac Jones. I'm not saying Mac Jones is an NFL quarterback. I don't think he'll ever be a good enough established Super Bowl winning NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. But think who the Eagles quarterback is. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but they they played together at Alabama, big fellow. Okay, and so what? That doesn't mean anything. You literally just said yourself that the NFL is completely different than college. Yeah, but the chemistry is already there before even they got to the NFL. Okay, okay. I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. You could hundred. We could watch this back. We can watch this when they announce it, and you can be a hundred percent right. But I'm just saying I don't believe that's gonna be true. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you want me to be right at that time. You're, you're, I'm, I'm not going to comment on that. Mm-hmm. Not going to comment on that. Okay. So one other thing I want to talk about the NFL, then we'll move on to some NBA playoffs. Again, same thing with NFL or same thing with the MVP. There's always that one team that's really a sleeper team. No one expect them to be there last year. It was the Browns and the Bills. Who do you believe that team could be this year? Um, um, or oh, the NFL? Uh, NFL. Jackson, you want to go ahead? Uh, I'd say probably the Browns again. I mean, I know they were in it last year, but a lot of people are saying, oh, they got in. Like, they barely made it. They shouldn't even really be there. But, like, I feel like this year, Baker, Odell, and all of them are going to come again and be even better than last year. Better record. I'm pretty sure they came in with eight wins into the playoffs. But probably I feel like they're – 11 and – Eleven and something. Oh, I feel like they're gonna come in maybe a like a twelve or thirteen win year and be like an actual team in the playoffs this year, unlike last year. Okay, Dawson, go ahead. Uh, well, I agree with Jackson just because you're biased and you're a brown. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I also think well. To piggyback off Jackson, they were eleven and five going into the playoffs. Yeah, they were- and then they had that huge win against Pittsburgh. They obliterated and Pittsburgh I- and Pittsburgh. No, but that division is so hard to win. All Absolutely the top, yes. top top three teams were one game. 
one Packer, game separated. It was the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. But you know what I think a sleeper team might be next year? I'll Wait. do one for either side because I feel okay. like that's how it is. Okay. Um, I think a sleeper team next year from the AFC, I would think – oh, crap. I hate saying this, but I believe it might be – I don't even know if they're going to make it out of the out of the and AFC North, but what are you thinking? Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. You saying Baltimore? Because I know one of the because most of the teams out of the AFC North have been getting the wild card spots. Yeah, are pretty freaking good teams. Yeah, and Baltimore beat Tennessee the first round. Cleveland beat Pittsburgh the first round last year. Well, they they improved their defense. They got a lot of defensive weapons, which which was one of their problems. They got a couple of receivers as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I think they're going to be a little bit better on the NFC side, though. I really, you know, I think one of the sleeper teams on the NFC side would be uh, Arizona. Arizona, I like I like that one. I, I don't like know if they're really a sleeper, though. Well, especially adding, uh, especially JJ adding, Watt. yeah, JJY, uh, Simpson, AJ Green. I yeah, AJ well, Green. You okay, you ready for it. mine? You ready for mine? Yeah. Out of the AFC, I actually got two out of the AFC. I'm saying the New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, seven and nine. I think. That with the seventeenth game they'll be able to sneak in as a wild card team. I'm saying the Indianapolis Colts. We saw what their defense could do. The offense was decent, but it's improved. They got Quiddy Pay out of Michigan in the draft. They traded for Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz can be a serviceable quarterback in Indianapolis with actually some decent weapons. And then for the NFC, I know this is not a popular pick. I'm saying the Minnesota Vikings. And hear me out on this. I got the Vikings. Winning the North, if and only if Aaron Rodgers retires or he doesn't play for Green Bay, he's traded. If Rodgers plays, Packers are going to win the North. Then I got the Vikings as a wildcard team. They improved their defense phenomenally by going out, getting Patrick Peterson. They got a couple of other really good players. But think about the weapons they have on offense. They got Delvin Cook, um, and I'm feeling they got um, the wide receiver out of LSU. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Justin Jefferson. So they got some really good weapons on the offensive side. Kirk Cousins reminds me a little bit of Tannehill, where he's a serviceable quarterback, but he's not like any Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. So those are my two teams. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Dawson to say something there to discredit it. I really think the Minnesota Vikings are not going to make it that far. I'm not saying that they're going to make it far. I'm just saying that they can shake some heads and sneak into the playoffs. One of the the two divisions that I'm most excited to watch are the NFC West. We mentioned it already, Seattle. I don't think Seattle is going to be as good as they were last year. The Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. Remember, the 49ers were injury-driven last year. So I'm excited to see what they can do. They got – um. The quarterback, they got um, not Jordan Love. I can't think of his name right now. Out of North Carolina. Trey Lance. State. 
Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. It's going to be a quarterback battle between him and Garoppolo. And the Cardinals, we've already talked about them a little bit. Rams obviously got Stafford in that trade. And then Seattle's got Russell Wilson. And on the AFC side, my division to watch is the AFC South. And I think it's going to be a toss-up between the Tennessee Titans, we've already talked about them a little bit, and the Indianapolis Colts, who I think could sneak in as a wildcard team or even take the division from the Titans if Wentz can play like a really good quarterback, like I believe he can. Oh, yeah. I mean, after adding Julio to that Titans offense, I see uh, Titans coming out on top. I mean, before the trade, I thought it, I kind of thought similar to you where it's going to be a battle between those two. But after Julio Jones coming in, I think it's going to be Titans taking it. Remember, the Titans and the Colts were both 11 and 5. They split their two games last year. I think it's going to be something similar. I think it's going to be within a game or two. I agree with you, Jackson. I got the Titans taking it, though. Moving on to some NBA action. I want to start with this. I want to start with this. What happened to the LA Lakers losing to the Phoenix Suns in six? Uh, Anthony Davis goes down with an injury and doesn't return. I mean, without Didn't Anthony I, Davis, that team is only LeBron. And only LeBron, you're not going to – like, you're going to win a few games yeah. like they did, but you're not going to take out the number one – or number two seed. I want to I want to bring up a couple of things. Remember, you mentioned that Anthony Davis was out game five and six. I think it'd be one thing if those games were close. They were blowouts both games, and they were decided pretty quickly. And you mentioned it. I think the Lakers are going to be really aggressive in free agency to try and get them some stock to help AD and LeBron. But also, you got to remember they put in the bubble, bub, the bubble, the bubble the bubble down in Disney world, them and the heat, both first rounds exits, both had injury problems this year. The finals weren't done as soon as they would be in a normal year. They went into August. And so those teams and those players don't have as much time to heal and get ready for the next season as maybe a team like Phoenix who didn't even make it to the playoffs or a team like Utah who got um, exited kind of sooner than the Lakers did. So I think that's kind of see, we're kind of seeing that impact now in these playoffs. Uh, that's all Dawson has to say is, huh? Yeah, I'm not really a big NBA guy. Okay. Who do you guys got winning it all? We've talked about this the last two weeks, but who do you Phoenix. got? Dawson saying Phoenix. Jackson? Uh, Brooklyn. No, I don't think anyone's stopping that team. Brooklyn. If there is a team to stop Brooklyn, it's going to be Phoenix. But okay. we're forgetting about the number one seed, the Utah Jazz. But I don't, I don't think any one seeds make it. I think Philly's going to lose, and I think Utah's going to lose eventually. I see a battle of the two seeds in the NBA Finals between the Phoenix Suns and the Brooklyn Nets. And remember, both teams didn't make the playoffs last year. Phoenix made it to the bubble. They missed out. Brooklyn, I believe, didn't even play in the bubble. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I think the biggest thing is going to be if James Harden can come back and if he's healthy. He, um, I've missed one game already, I believe. So 
I say if Harden can't come back healthy, I have Suns in six. If he can't come back healthy, I got Nets in seven. Personally, I'll make it there. You're, you're completely right. And it could be a scenario where, like, a lower seed team wins it. Remember, the Heat weren't a one seed. They were, like, a five or a six seed last year. And yeah. so they just kind of got on that streak. And I know, Jackson, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, where you could see a lower seed team making it. Like, I know Atlanta, the four seed, I believe they are, the four or the five seed, beat uh, Philadelphia the first game of that series. Obviously, in the NBA, it's seven games, so there's a lot of basketball to be left to play. But I just don't see any teams being able to tap the Suns and the Nets. Yeah. So... That's about going to wrap it up for episode 21 of Chief Seeds. This is the final episode this season. What a roller coaster it's been. We started like this on Zoom. We got to go do a couple episodes in studio. Or we did a bunch of episodes in studio this year. Um, that's all I got to say. Anything else from you two? Nope. Crickets. I'm going to take that as a no. So thank you for watching episode 21. No, I'm good. Thanks, Jackson. Thank you for watching episode 21 of Cheap Seats. Thanks for tuning in this season, and we'll see you guys in the fall.